Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Killing Off Jeff's Character. Woo! <laughs> I kid. I don't know if we're going to do that or not. Uh, so, without further delay, with us tonight we have Josiah Crandall, Here. Squid, Dave Clements, Davey D. And then, of course, my DM mentor, Eric Compagno. Hi. <laughs> um, let's see here now. Do we have any merch updates? No, just go buy our stuff because we're poor and we want to spend money doing cool things together as a group. Agreed. That's it. Playing games with strangers.com slash shop. Uh, Squid, do we have any Patreon updates? Coming soon to a Patreon near you. We have a mini campaign based in Call of Cthulhu. It's at the World Fair in Chicago. It's going to be super exciting. If you want to listen to it, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash playing games with strangers. That'll probably be up end of July-ish. I'm guessing. Hopefully. Uh, Also, with that mini arc that is coming in the Patreon, we are starting something new that we are branding as different games with strangers uh we were hoping to be fairly consistent with our uh our patreon exclusive uh programming to make sure that you guys are getting the most bang for your buck we do have a we have a mech game where squid is going to be running um dave will probably run a game here and there and i'll twist eric's arm once or twice to make him crank something out so and of course josiah something for you patrons to look forward to um i think that's all of it josiah go ahead and fulfill your purpose uh play the music please i didn't have anything uno me playing games with strangers you know there's no danger so come on in we're all friends Playing games with strangers Squid, give us some recap. Okay, so last session was very interesting, and by very interesting, I mean there was a lot of walking and a lot of talking. Um, it started with Aileen walking through Northern Towerfall and then just being released by the guards. Uh, she briefly saw Tilda and Orlin. She ran into Wilder. No, she ran into Pooh first. And then they walked some more, and then they saw Bestie, and we realized that he has a very questionable level of emotional processing and doesn't know how to do sadness, which is concerning, but we'll sort it out later. I say that far too much these days, but it's on the list. Um, So they continue to walk, and then they run into Wilder, and then they walk some more when they get back to the palace, and then they, they talk about why they can't stay together. So then Aileen and Pooh went to walk some more and then sit in the middle of town, while Felix slash Wilder slash whoever he is went back to the Thieves Guild to see if he could find out if Felix was real. He was! <laughs> Exciting. Um, so then, the rest of us 
we all meet up for real, we run into Aileen and Pooh, and we continue to walk to Northern Towerfall. Um, Felix, back at the Guildhall, just continues to collect information about himself and his daughter and his wife. Um, I introduced some of the party to one of my siblings, where we didn't at all butt heads, ever, with anyone. And I definitely have no questionable family dynamics in play. Um, Stumblefoot went shopping, and he ran into Wilder again. And despite the fact that Wilder really sounded like he wanted to come see the party, Stumblefoot didn't bring him back. Um, and then he brought back groceries, and we had food, and everyone went to sleep. I don't know if Wilder did. I wasn't there. Uh, but he had a potion, I guess. It's called a crunchy potion, um, in which he decided to do it in the middle of a park, and then had visions about himself, kind of, and learned about who he was and wasn't, and how he's a bunch of people all at once. Someone named Fenric was involved, and someone named Rourke Hardblood, which is an amazing name. Wow, want to meet him. Leona has his daughter. Maybe, if she's not dead, we hope for the best. His wife is dead, unfortunate. Um, but he, he finally figured out which of his thoughts were real, which was all of his thoughts. So we'll have to figure out what to call him soon. We cast a message to Ashlyn to see if she was okay. She wasn't. And then we met up in Lenny's with Wilder, in which I got the YouTube back to see if I could find Ashlyn and confirm that she was okay. And she still wasn't. Um, and then we all decided, except for me, that the best thing to do was to kill Orbog. Yeah. <laughs> Callum. Oh. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had the right video screen up for a nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are moving along with your new uh, gnomish companion. Hey, uh, uh, y- uh, what was your name again? I wish you would have told me you were going <laughs> to ask. You would ask that because I would have had. I have to go back and look for it. Boy, I wish you would have told me that I was going to be Callum today. <laughs> you can call me David. Aight. Nice to officially meet you, David, I guess. All right. So, uh... Wait, do you see that up there? And he points forward. And as you look forward, you see... The lower half of a hoofed humanoid on a pike... Do I recognize what this beast is? Yes, I would say you would. As you walk further down and you see a 23 foot string of a digestive tract going to another pike, you see on that other end, the top half of uh, Damien Mephistopheles, who you are very familiar with. Damien, you know, that was, yeah, that was, that was a person. That was the goat man, wasn't it? He was a, uh, not a goat man. That's just what you guys assumed because of the footprints going through. Yeah, he, he was the goat man. No, yeah, he, he was, he was a tiefling. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I do see that. That's not where I left him. What in the heck is this? What's going on here? He's, uh... 
I mean, he's had better days. It looks like I could, I could like literally reach up and play him like a banjo. Uh, does it? How 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 high up off the ground is he? Like, would it have been very difficult to make this happen? Uh, approximately five feet off the ground. Right. I mean, someone could have done that. Is there signs of like what? Now this is going to be a funny question. Can I tell what killed him? <laughs> Was it before or after the separation of the body? <laughs> uh, make a medical check. That'll be an 18. From the look that he's he has on his face on the pike he's on, you're pretty certain it, something had grabbed him and uh, twisted him like a crayfish and pulled him apart. Again, like a crayfish. Perfect. I'm very familiar with crayfish up in the Icy North. <laughs> Chief import. Um, is there, can I tell, like, are there signs of what did this? Like marks or claws or teeth? Spittle? <laughs> uh, make a, an investigation check. That's a 15. There's nothing that's super evident as far as what specifically caused it. He, he, he doesn't look like he's been, like, chewed in half like from mm-hmm. a wild beast or anything um, there's no real perimortem biting or chewing or anything like that a lot of the stuff you would assume would be postmortem, like this, birds this seems ritualistic question mark uh, make a religion check I thought I only had one more question but I have two <laughs> that'll be a ten Mm, it's not any it's not any ritual that you're familiar with I cast spare the dying oh, no. uh, <laughs> he wakes um, up and starts screaming hey no um are, and this, finally do I see any like tracks or anything leading away like someone was here doing this there's some faint tracks around it a lot of them look a lot of the tracks that you're seeing are have been kind of washed away and moved. It looks like from what you can tell, this probably took place several days ago, mm. probably before you left Waterdeep. There's one distinct set of tracks there that, uh, that you see. And then several tracks that look like people dragging their feet around. What I assume dragging their feet in a similar way that I've seen bugbears drag their feet around? Yeah. That would be a okay. good assumption. Mm. Mm. I see. Um, yeah, which way is the distinct set going? You guys are currently just outside the Mithril Hall. They are heading east towards the Glimmerwood forest. So it, it seems like uh, you guys are heading in the same direction. I have a vague recollection of where the wood is. Because last time I brought you guys in, you were up in Mirror Bar, just up, just uh, west of Lurkwood. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are just outside the Mithril Hall. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe if we don't go into that wood would be a good idea, because I don't know about you, but I don't want to meet whatever did this. Or whatever had shambling corpses with it. Well, I mean, we can backtrack and, uh... We could just go around, you know. We could just take the 
The road. Well, I mean... I don't know if you're familiar with roads. Well, I mean, you, you, you got a choice here. We can go north up towards Dark Arrow Keep, or we can go south towards Silvery Moon. But that's... But you, I Do you know which way east is? Because that one's still kind of to the east. They both are. That's what I'm saying. It's just the road splits in two ways here. I just... Yeah, I don't think you want to go further north unless you plan on making most of the trip in the snow. I'm just, I'm just giving you options. I, you know, you know I, I appreciate it. I apologize. I was a bit rushed. But that's a stupid idea and we shouldn't go north. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we're going to head on to uh, Silvery Moon. Great. So we are going back to Lenny's and you guys have a decision to make as Fobog looks at you and says, so um, what are we doing? Obviously, there are certain members of the group who are not on board with us um, making you dead. Okay. But there's other members of the group who are for it. but not, not the real thing, but just the illusion of the thing. All I'm saying is if it happens and I'm within a minute of you, then it's not a permanent situation. But I mean, even if you weren't within a minute of me, uh, we still have Tombog. Hey, we could be taking it back to Tombog, but that gets a lot more complicated because then we're having to move a dead carcass, you know, across the city. That would be hard to hide. I I think the question we must ask ourselves in this situation is whether or not this is our, our, our primary goal. Or does it serve the, the purpose to which forth we are trying to achieve, etc.? It'll get the people to stop hunting me, so... It'll grant us a bit I would more just, freedom. I would still say that there are probably better ways to do it than killing you in the middle of the guild hall. Personally. Okay. What do you propose, Em? Well, uh, I believe what we said before was that Stumblefoot could use one of his spells to make it look as though you were dead. Um, or we can just drench something in your blood and bring it to the person or perhaps do this in a very safe controlled environment and not surrounded by a bunch of people that are part of the thief scale oh yeah oh you know i like i like this thinking um because you did mention uh wilder Uh, can i call you that wilder Uh, yeah somebody's backing up everybody get out of the way Come on through, come on through. That's part of the wheelchair, sorry. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) We should probably fix that. Just in case we're trying to sneak up on someone. Anyway, um, do you think, Wilder, that uh, some cloth, like some of Orbog's, like his uh, ceremonial robes, uh, dipped in some blood and uh, torn up and, uh, you know, a tough character... Coming in, throwing it on the table. Would that do the trick? I do. I do think you said it had to be his blood because they check it. But right, it it doesn't. Um, Stumblefoot, maybe you know this. Um, would they be able to tell if it came from a dead body or a live one? I don't. 
I mean, blood's know. blood, right? Uh, is there a way that I would know that, John? Is there a way that I would know if they would know that? I guess is the question. Hey, you're the one that said this is how they do it, so... <laughs> yeah, I did. And then you there's asked a, that. There's a CSI team. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an arcane CSI. Yep. <laughs> CSI Nortau. Um, or, or you know, if if we don't know for sure, and we are required to kill him, which is not a sentence that I like to say or I'm very comfortable with, um, it just seems that it would be better if we did that far away from them. Or, I have I have an even more brilliant idea. But your last oh, one was so good. good. I mean, this one would not involve killing poor Bob. Um, but we could do a little, a little uh, sleight of hand, if you will. You know, a little bit of, um, oh, there's a big battle going on. We found the, pre- oh, we're fighting, fighting. Oh, he falls over something. Oh, he's dead. We killed him. Here's this. He's gone. Poor Bob just uh, disappears. You know, something along those lines. Seems a little too showy, flashy, oh, maybe. Yes, but spread the Whereas, word broad and wide. I mean, that would that would maybe do it. maybe we shouldn't spread the word through no tau about that. Right, right. Well, there is there any kind of uh, trophy or proof of kill other than just something soaked in his blood that they're looking for, like a finger or an ear or. Belly button, a tooth. Perhaps. Uh, that's not. That's not typically Dental how records? it's done. They it, and what you bring in needs to be like soaked to prove a mortal wound, not just a. Oh, here's a band aid that has his blood on it. I mean, we have also sustained some mortal wounds at times, and we can fix that. They can fix that, no problem. So, what if, Orbog, we stab you? Just stab, not kill. We soak part of your robes in your blood. Tear the robes it off. You're not using any more. Like the and then ceremonial ones. I take it to the, the guild hall and we see if that works. You don't die. Stumblefoot can take care of you. The guild hall gets off your back. Everyone else gets off Orbog's back. I just think it should be a good amount of blood so it doesn't look like... Uh, we did it halfway. We'd need, like, some, maybe some kind of uh, ring or necklace that would protect him from scrying, just in case somebody tries to check up on him. Don't you have some of those still? Uh, you got some of those for us at one point. You keep, um, you know who from seeing us. I was working on it, but we never got them. I think your friend had a spell that did that. Not that I know. Which friend? That other one My I've friend. heard so much about. Oh, Callum? Yeah. Oh, yes, Callum. He's a real... You know an awful, awful lot about Callum for never meeting him. I'm very observant. I think you would have liked him. I don't know. Yes, Callum. About that. Oh, what is... You know Bestie with the the dark edginess? I do know Bestie. Yes, I am familiar. Because yes. well, that, that's Callum. me. Baby, come here and let me kiss you with my big lips. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think, I don't think, um, 
I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so am I. Let's just, so let's just dial it back a little bit, your highness. <clears throat> so, Stumblefoot, uh, where are we going to get these rings or whatever? Well, there's a sieges portal in town. We could go see if they've got one. I mean, there's like a place we could shop. Hey, that's where I found your, uh, that's where I found your hat, the disguise. That someone had, someone had sold it to him. I bought it back. But I think I think that was in Southern Tower. Oh, it's in Southern Tower Fall, but there's nothing stopping us from going we that could, way. Uh, we could probably find one here instead of continuing to traipse back and forth and being seen more. We could try. I, 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 I don't know the the town, so maybe there's a place that uh, Emrin's known. We have magic shops here. I think I saw one on our way in. Oh, then lead the way. That's that's what I was insinuating. First stop, the magic shop. So we do this. We get a thing that makes it so you can't do what now? You kind of be scryed on. So that people That don't. way if... Because uh, you kind of scry on someone if they're dead. So if we put... I, I can't scry on someone that's alive. Right. But just in case they try to verify that he's not just really hurt and actually dead dead you know you kind of look in on them if they're dead that's what I think it's one of the limitations of such a thing oh right okay so we get that and so, then we fake kill Orbog and then Wilder brings the bloody thing to the Thieves Guild and then we're all good and then maybe we convince the Thieves Guild to help us I don't that, I'm a little sketchy on that part of the plan because we're friends of Wilder right. Felix right Basically, we get to claim the reward for Orbog being murdered, uh, assassinated, maybe. Um, and then the the guild could help us go up against both. I believe that's I, what we I talked was, about. I think what we were getting at before was that if Orbog were dead, even for a short amount of time, then the contract would be fulfilled. And then right. we could essentially ask the Thieves Guild to help us without it being a conflict of interest rather than trying to deceive them. This, this may right. be a, yes. an entirely different question, but the, the Thieves Guild that you're a part of, are, are most of them orcs? I only ask because you're a human and you were part of it, and generally speaking, the humans are not generally welcome in your house, so... Perhaps they would have other reason to want to side with us. I mean, it's just its kind of a hodgepodge. Um, Love a good hodgepodge. Not specifically just orcs or anything. All right, let's do it. I walk out the door. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're leaving. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you find a, uh, a magic shop that's called uh, Wizard's Doorway. It's just like a painted over Sage's portal sign. It is. It, it's covered they're, in they're, black paint. <laughs> they put new words on top. They're using the. They're using the same. Uh, they're using the same uh, logo. Font face and font face and everything. <laughs> it's, it's this place face. seems like it's a scam. <laughs> Eric oh, knows oh, what I'm look, doing. It says. It says right there, not a scam. Yeah. That's, I don't trust this, this is, place this immediately. Covered. There's something fishy about it. Well, we are near a harbor. Yeah, oh, look, there's a, a boat. It's coming through right now. If you do this, they'll, they'll honk the horn. As you do that, you hear a... Yes. 
for those for those in the listening audience. We pulled the truck horn. <laughs> See, I mean, look at it this way, Stumford. Um, it's very possible we could get things cheaper. I think it's very possible you get ripped off too. Well, I I assume that everyone will be very ready to pay attention to if there's lies going on, so we can look. Let's see here. Do I have zone of truth? I, I walk prepared? in the door. I open it and I walk right in. I follow after. I hold the door open. I mean, oh, thanks. Here's the thing, Stumby. You know what you're looking for. I don't. Really, but I kind of so, identify it. I, I know what to ask for. A bartender. Wait. What do you call people who run a store? A shopkeeper. Uh, a shopkeeper. Or maybe a clerk, depending on their position. Clerk. Shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shop keep it keeper. simple, Emily. Just the it. first answer is good enough. Clerk. No. Sometimes Shopkeeper. the first answer isn't good enough, though. It, sometimes it's the third answer mm-hmm. that's the charm. If we could maybe start shopping for this. Shopkeeper. I'm, 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 I'm asking for the shopkeeper. He hasn't said anything yet. You see a, uh, you see a pot-bellied knoll come out of the back room, and he's got a, he's got a fake. He's got a fake bald wig on, and he, he's wearing like a, like a, a fake brown goatee. Oh, hello there, good sir. Hello. Uh, how, how's it going? Oh, wonderful. Now that, they, that, that you're here, we're looking for a, um, a thingy-majigger to keep people from looking at a certain someone. Could you be more specific? Um, no, that's about it. That's about all I know. Do you have... A ring or a necklace that will protect us from divination magic. Oh, uh, let me check in the back. Hey, Grayson, is would it is? Do we have anything that protects against scrying? You hear a. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, we have a. Uh, we we do have a amulet of proof against. Uh, detection and location. Aye, that'll do. Does it? Does it work? Of course, it works. This is this is a this is official wizard doorway merchandise. I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. What's the DC on that? Uh, the DC is going to be 16. Wisdom save. Wisdom. Wisdom. Oh boy. Come on, Pooh. Here we go. Net oh, 20. Yes. <laughs> Got a three. Nineteen. Yeah, poop. Good. Me and me and Pooh can lie. Oh, I never lie. Me neither. No. Although sometimes I admit the truth to make sure people feel better. I didn't have to say that, I just felt like I should. I'm gonna peruse for weapons just to see if they um, have anything. And I will know whether or not they have failed. Oh no, they they definitely have not. They passed. No, no, they have failed. They failed. Sorry, oh, okay. Will this amulet work as you say? As far as I know. Where did you get the amulet? How much do you know? From a guy off the street. He looked kind of like he had horns. Oh. Black fur. Oh, oh yes. Like leather? Was it yeah. Leather? He was kind of rude. Oh, I'm yes, gripping my glaive very tightly. <laughs> did, did he get you... Uh, Anything else in the store? 
I mean, he he gives us the majority of what we have in the store. Oh, you hear that, Emre? We just assume he's an enchanter. Uh, he is not. Well, he is very enchanting. He's very something. What's your return policy like? Ten days or ten feet. Whatever happens first. Hmm. Ten feet? Um, uh, Stumblefoot, do you happen to have divination magic of some kind you said um i there's a wee bit i can do i well then once we get it we can test it before we walk 10 feet um then i will look at the shopkeeper (laughs) he just shrugs i am going to cast detect magic a lot of stuff in the store lights up including this amulet what kind of uh, magic is radiating radiating off of it it's the stuff that would make you think yeah yes this is a real object okay so seems legit how much you'd wantin' for it? Um, you know, I th- think I could probably part with it for 3,500 gold. That seems unreasonable. 3,500, yes, that, that, that sounds like a good price, right? We have that much. Yeah. We don't. I have some gold, but I don't have that much. Uh, let me, let me just double check on the price. Uh, he kind Yes. J- I'll be right back. He pulls out a, uh, ascending stone I just casually hold my glaive he he walks around at like another shelf or something to get some privacy and he starts talking into it I, I try to I try to listen <laughs> bears have very good ears I can tell you what he says he's saying whoever whoever's gonna, trying to listen roll a perception check please 17 eight that's an eight. Oh, I got hears everything I got a nine all right. Stumblefoot, are you trying to eavesdrop too? I was, but I rolled as bad as I could. So, yeah, that would be a five total. All right. Uh, Wilder knows what's going on. Wild, yeah. Felix, Felix, as you kind of step over near to where he was at, you hear him on the phone saying, uh, yeah, uh, hello, Sage's Portal? Yeah, do you have any amulets of proof against detection and location in stock? Oh, you do. How how much do you charge for those? All right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's great. I might uh I might come down and take a look at that. I'm going to check some other places out first. And he shoves the stone back into his pocket and he comes back and he goes, "Well, I went ahead and I checked with uh I went ahead and I checked, and uh, we can offer it for as low as uh, fifteen hundred today as a sale price. Perhaps um, you could show us your um, oh, what 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 is that? What is that called? Um, like your Better Business license, and we could just test that first before we make a sale. A what now? You know, the proof that this shop is legitimate. Of course it's legitimate. This is 100% mm-hmm. official uh, wizard's doorway stock. Would you they, like to have a, to show me the, a, the license of it? There's a diploma thing. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's in crayon yeah, um, stuff, the same as Dr. Nix. Or maybe Your just logo looks extra. really familiar. Do you uh, perchance copy that from someone else? Uh, no. Uh, Zone of actually, truth. Zone of truth. Uh, I wasn't the one who came up with the logo. Um, Grayson in the in the back was the one who designed it, so I'm not entirely certain he brought it to me. So, are you going to show us the documentation 
Or maybe just take a little extra off the top so we don't have to go through the, you know. Well, I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, we don't have any documentation, so... If you, but I mean, you're always welcome to try to find some other place. So here's my question. How much are you marking it up from Sage's portal, who you just talked to? I'm not sure I like your attitude. I mean, I really just don't believe you, but... Um, I, I think it's time for you guys to leave. I'm not going to stand here and have you guys sully the name of this establishment with your accusations. I believe okay. you, you just admitted that it wasn't legitimate, so we're offering to not sully the name and to give you a sale right we now. We get better service over at Sage's Portal anyway. Who's going to try to take something while he's just going to kind of meander and grab something from behind a shelf? and uh, Roll a sleight of yes. hand for me, please, Pooh. Is this man doing anything? <laughs> he is stammering and trying to get you out of his store at this point. I will intimidate this man into a sale if I have to. <laughs> I'll fight it. Uh, that's an that's an eight. He looks at you and goes, sir, you're going to have to pay for that or put it back. Oh, uh, th- this thing? Yes, I want this. I, I, I put it down on the, the counter. I'll take two. Okay, if you say so. Uh, that We don't have two, so... Um, I'll take I'll take one. What is it? <laughs> He's like, that'll be, uh, that'll be, uh, 15 gold, sir. Yes, a bargain. I hand him 15 gold. All right. You are now the proud owner of Arcane Spanish Fly. Yes, I am. What does this do? All right. So I'm kind of getting tired of waiting and figuring out what we're going to do. I agree. Here, so. Why don't you guys leave? Sir, you can give us to this. Uh, you can give us this at a discount, and we'll go tell everyone to shop at your store. Or you cannot make the sale, and we'll go forcibly keep people out of your store until you go broke and you don't have a store anymore. How does that sound? Uh, just we'll just sell off of uh, the list of Craigery then. Goodbye. Get out now. I think we should just burn the place down as we walk out of here. Well, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I let's just be on our way. Uh, by the way, you guys do notice that. Uh, he is wearing a name tag, and his name is Merrick. I knock over one of his shelves when I leave. I leave peacefully, but grumpily. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't even able to intimidate this man, so <laughs> I'm grumpy. I got a bug in on this bug. No, I'm a bugbear with a bug. So, Pooh, you're looking at this lotion. This lotion. You're looking at this potion. <laughs> And uh, it's kind of yellow in nature. It has uh, individual suspension pockets of some other more denser goo that are floating around in it. And there is like a solitary fly that's uh, floating around it in it as well. Uh, What this does um, is you drink it and you just have advantage on charisma rolls to those around you for 1d4 hours. Yes, sir. I tuck it away. Um... So, you guys got kicked out of the knockoff establishment. Well, that was very successful. No, not really. We now know where not to shop. Although we do know where Bastille sells all his stuff. So, that's a plus, I guess. Right, Emrin? Sure. Yeah. It's something. Indeed. So, it, it is, is actually rather reputable. He has a, a, a small business. He's a part of. Uh, yes. Here I am. 
always thinking that he's he's not as but he's really not that bad of a guy. You know, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Me too. <laughs> I still think that this is I know you don't like it, Emrin, but I, I really think we need to work that loophole angle here. Which, which loophole angle? I'm sorry, I was still thinking about Bestie being reputable and the fact that that shop went very well. Because everyone talked. Um, yeah. Bestie, which, which Bestie and reputable seems a wee bit like an oxymoron. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking about I don't think that we should try and deceive the Thieves Guild. I think we should uh, let them out of the contract legitimately. Um, if if you recall, I did say we could, in a very safe, controlled environment, um, do this plan, and I don't really appreciate it or like it, but it is much better than the previously stated plan of taking him to the Thieves Guild and letting him die there. Okay, well, then where do you propose that we do it? Um, probably anywhere but the castle or the Thieves Guild would be... Oh, I, I think the castle um, is right out. That's that's a bad yeah. idea. And we we could go slightly outside of town and be removed from people. What about this place? I point at the shop we just came from. I would also like to shed blood in that shop. I think the thieves guild would be good because then we could get them in no. on it, and then they could no. perpetuate the idea that I am no longer we... amongst the living. You see, but we can't guarantee that they will agree with that plan. Or that they'll be okay with you coming back. That's the whole reason why we're doing it, is because then they'll want to support us, because if they can reinstate me as royalty, then they'll have an in with... They can the do that royalty. just as well if you're not dying in their their guild hall. But if they're not in on it, then they might feel compelled to actually fulfill the contract in its fullest. The contract will be fulfilled, I think we said, as long as you had died. Money will be paid and it should be good. Well, uh, what do you think of this? You you know the people at the uh, Guild Hall a little better than, than we do. Um, what, what, what is your opinion on the matter? Honestly, I don't think they care just as long as they get the money. That's kind of the thing. So, Stumblefoot, what would work best for you? What would you be more comfortable in, uh, in situation-wise, to do your side of things? Orbog's going to be uncomfortable regardless. Orbog is going to be uncomfortable regardless. I will be too. But as long as I'm there, I've got everything that I need to bring him back within a minute, and then I can heal him. I think my reputation's good enough with the guild that I don't think we have to try and trick them but I'm gonna have to go in first to kind of set the situation up could we not then just have you go in and explain it either way they'd be in on it but if things go sideways that minute becomes a very long minute if we also have to fight I mean, if you're going to make somebody complicit in a scheme, it's always best for it to be willfully complicit. Because then that way... If yes, which is why he would explain it. And ask them. Okay. So, let's do it. Do that then. Um, how far is the Thieves' Guild from where we are? Well, you guys are just outside of Lenny's, so it's not very far at all. Okay. 
you guys want to maybe sit at Lenny's and then I could run over there, have a conversation. Does anybody want to go with me? I'll go. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> I'll be quiet. I won't say a word. I'm still in the zone of truth. Perhaps so. it would be helpful if someone that could cast message went and let us know. I can yell really loud. Or that. I've already sent a couple messages today, so... You're just a much better politician than Pooh or even myself. You have my reputation and your good ability to talk to people. I'll go with so you then. You would be my preference. Sorry, Pooh. Yeah. I mean, you could go, just... You've got to be quiet. I'll be quiet. And here, if you need to do the talking, I have a little something now. Who? I, I wiggle my I feel around. like maybe it'd be better if you stayed with um, Imran and Bastit. Just so there's as many bodies here keeping him safe as possible. Right, right, yes. Protection. Got to keep an eye on. Hey, you're good in a fight. Okay. All right. That's true. I'll do it. Here. Okay. Good luck. Handshakes all around. Handshakes. And uh, I slip uh, the potion into one of your pockets. I will shake Pooh's hand. I slip. I slip the potion into Stumblefoot's foot's pocket and give it a little pat. Were you being sneaky oh, about it? And did you, did you want him to know that you did it? I give him. A, I, I give it a little pat afterwards. <laughs> Thanks. I think. All right. Just in case. I'll keep it in mind. Alright. Let's uh let's go talk to some thieves. Alright, so you guys get to the Thieves Guild, and as you walk in, uh there's a small group in there that are all circled around something in the in the community room. Stumblefoot, if you wanna maybe just grab a seat and uh I'll introduce you here in a second. Sure. I'm gonna I'll go sit on one side of the room. I'm going to walk up to the crowd who's looking at things. Uh, the crowd is circled around a, uh, you see a young halfling male in the middle of this circle. And he's got the back of his shirt pulled down. You can see his exposed back as there is another one of the thieves guild who it looks like he's giving him a tattoo, but you don't see any ink being left behind. Would this be something that, I as Felix would recognize. Yeah, somebody's getting somebody is getting initiated into the guild. Ah, okay. Uh, are Calvin or George? Is that who they are? George. George <laughs> is the one who's actually doing the tattoo. Uh, Calvin is within the group. Yes. Sorry, not to interrupt. Um, Calvin, could I talk to you for a second? Uh, yeah, just a second. We're we're almost done with the inauguration. Wait. Does this thief guild give people tramp stamps? Is that what's going on? No, it's it's on their upper back between oh, the shoulder blades. Got it. Okay. Who who is this? Um. He, oh, is this is this a uh, kid that I just I I met a few days back? I recruited him for the guild because he's small and lithe and he can get around quickly. And plus, we we kind of need a new assassin, so we're gonna train him up in the in the assassination arts. I haven't seen him before. Maybe I missed something. Sorry. Been kind of uh, busy. You didn't take a very good look at the kid. You only kind of saw his back as he was getting tattooed. If you want to see if you've 
recognize him, uh, make an investigation check. That's a 16. Uh, you do recognize this kid. Uh, do his I? name is Arlen Sugarbaker. Alien's going to be so mad. Ah, you know what? I do know this kid. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, uh, Aileen's going to be upset. All right. Uh, amazing. When you're done here, could you come over? I, I brought a friend with me. We have some important things to discuss. Maybe George would want to come over as well. You, you hear George say, Arlen Sugarbaker, you have vowed yourself to this Thieves Guild and under the precept of blood in, blood out. For your final oath, do you accept these terms and swear yourself to this guild? And you hear him say, I do. And he goes, then let us all bear the mark of brotherhood together. And everybody slinks their shirt down behind them. Do you follow suit? Yep. And then George fires off some fairy fire off of his hands. And as it's sprinkling down below, sprinkling down around you, you guys see these intricate tattoo. Actually not you guys Uh, Stumblefoot. You see these intricate tattoos that are between the shoulder blades of every member. And each, each tattoo is individual to each member. What does Wilders look like? Uh, you see it, and it's really cool, but you can't quite make out what it specifically is at the given moment. But uh, when you look at Arlen's, it's the crest of Waterdeep. Okay. So a- after after the ceremony completes and everybody's buttoning their shirt up, uh, Calvin runs off and says something that George and George and Calvin come up to you, Felix, and they say. Uh, Felix, uh, I was told by Calvin here you needed to talk to me about something. Yeah, and I point over to Stumblefoot. I brought a friend with me. I have a proposition about... Oh, do we have another initiate into the guild? I highly doubt it. I need to have a conversation with you about the... uh, Orbog situation. Okay. He he gets a little bit more serious-faced. It's like, um, why don't you and your friend uh, join me in my office? I signal over to Stumblefoot. I will get up and follow them. Um, all right. So you go into the office and um, he closes the door behind the two of you. What can I do for you? Since I've come back, uh, there's actually been a lot that's gone on and... During my time in Waterdeep, I actually befriended Bulbog Towerfall. We... How do I want to put this, Stumblefoot? Uh, What exactly are the terms of your contract? Well, I mean, it's an assassination contract, so... Death. So he just has to die? Does he have to stay dead? Well, what usually happens is we will provide the article of what the article of proof, which is Felix here could uh, tell you about. And uh, we provide that to the contractor. And then um, once uh, 
Once they receive that, they do a quick scry to verify that the uh, individual is in fact deceased, and that closes out the contract once it comes back as uh, a deceased individual. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we would like to help you to get paid, but we would like after the fact for Orbog to not stay dead. I think he could be an asset to the guild. We have proof that um, the uh, Spirit Queen is behind the uh, recent um, political events that have taken place over the last couple days and uh, we'd like to stop her. Let, let me let me go ahead and stop you right there. Um, as a rule, the Thieves Guild doesn't get involved with political agendas. We're pretty much free agents to whomever pays us, so we have no interest in who is or is not behind any particular now. As far as Orbog, we definitely would like to be paid the other half of the escrow that we have on him. If you have means of bypassing getting us paid and, you know, having him still be alive, then by all means, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm not opposed to that. Um, you know, but I mean, we are essentially mercenaries. We are for hire, so. Well, I think what we're saying is that um, one government would likely be a wee bit more um, less likely to try to shut you down than another. Having a friend on the uh, the throne certainly would help now, wouldn't it? I would suppose so. I, you have my attention. I am a, I am a cleric, so um, I have the means to um, not only make it appear that Orbog um, is dead for an extended period of time, but if he were to die, I could bring him back. Um, so, um, what we're proposing is that Felix here, as you're knowing him, does the deed and kills Orbog. You get your, your proof of kill. You take it to your, your client, who we happen to know is Orbog's father. And uh, then um, you get paid. Fair enough. Uh, your your means of revival will last that long for the verification. I I can do it. Well, all right then. I'm I'm not opposed to this idea. What's generally the timing on uh, their verification? Is it an hour, two hours? We have to get them the proof. We have to get the proof to them. So it you know take us about. 20 minutes to get there and then however long it takes for them to scry okay we just wanted to make sure that uh, we wouldn't be ruffling any of your feathers we don't want to make any more enemies than we already have to be perfectly honest King Vault has been a bit of a pain in the backside with this whole Orbog coming back to town business and quite frankly we we're just eager to be done with the business that we have with him so Orbog if we can probably wouldn't if we can 
Go ahead, I'm sorry. If we can screw him out of a several thousand gold, I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea. Honestly, Orbog wasn't interested in coming back to town till he received a letter about his mother's death. Hmm. From King Vault, of all people. Well, probably didn't sit well with him under with the assumption of he could possibly be dead as we had left it at. I'm understanding. Well, as long as we're agreeing, then uh, we'll make sure that uh, you get what's coming to you. Fair enough. And he puts his hand out to shake on it. All right. Stumblefoot will shake his hand. As you shake his hand, you feel a little bit of magic transfer between the two of you. Okay. I look at him and say, it'll be done within the next 24 hours. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Thanks, George. Um, You need anything from me before we leave? Uh, No, I don't believe so. You're about to get us paid, so I'm happy as a uh, sisty pig in poop. Wonderful. All right. Uh, Stumblefoot, we should probably get back to the rest of the Hey, how's your daughter doing anyway? I haven't seen her in a long bit. Oh, um, uh, she's, she's, she's fine. Oh, she's okay. safe. Well, that's, that's, um, safe is always good. Oh, right, right. Uh, left her with a friend. Oh, so, you know, just a lot, lot going on that I didn't think a kid needed to be involved with. Fair enough. So, so, uh, thanks for asking though. Well, f- well Felix, we're all a family here. And so... I, f- I feel honored that you felt comfortable enough to come to me with this Orbog situation. I really do. So if you ever need help with anything, you just let me know. Absolutely. Be careful with Arlen. We're traveling with his sister and she's going to be none too pleased that you just inducted him into your guild. We did not force oh, him. He came to us. I'm for knowing that. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying, watch out. You're going to have an angry halfling lass coming at you. She's a spicy redhead, so uh, be prepared if you see a halfling knocking down the door. I'll, I'll try and hold her off. Well, if she gets out her harp, duck. He gets a confused look and goes, I'll keep that in mind. You have been listening to the Playing Games with Strangers podcast with the voices of John Haryu, Catherine Serwinski, Dave Clements, J.S. Earls, Celeste Mora, Josiah Crandall, Eric Campagno, and Steve MacDonald. The theme music was written and performed by Steve Arthur. Use with permission. Find more of his music on Facebook or wherever you purchase music digitally. Please review this podcast wherever you download it from to help other podcasters find our podcast and join our community. And once again, thank you for listening. Special thanks to our Blade Level patrons, Julie Earls, Aaron Peckham, Amanda Clements, Branson Boykin, and Matthew Cosby. To learn more about how you can support the show, go over to patreon.com slash playing games with strangers. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.